Please turn in your New Testaments now to John chapter 15, verses 13 through 15. John 15, 13 through 15. And let's pray. Holy Spirit, as you are lifting up Christ in our midst tonight, and how wonderfully you have been doing that already, and lifting up our hearts to you, would you impart to us, would you make alive in our minds the meaning of Good Friday, the meaning of the cross, and what it means to know you because of the cross this very day. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. John fifteen thirteen, and this is the word of God. Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friend. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what the master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. Now John chapter 15 is one of those chapters in Scripture that we just hang on to when we are going through difficulty in life. I can't tell you the number of times that I have gone back to John chapter 15 in, in a period of difficulty and the number of times that I've heard folks in the congregation say, you know, John 15 is just where I've been camping out uh, during this particular difficult thing that I'm going through. And of course, it's because John 15 in such a beautiful way describes Jesus' love in combination with the closeness that we have to him and, and the, the care for us that God in this relationship has provided to us through Jesus. And listen to this closeness. Listen to how organic and, and close and caring this is. I'm just going to read a little bit from John chapter 15 to get to our text. Verse 4, Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. So we, the branches, we learn in this passage, flourish because of the the connection, the union that we have, the connection that we have with God through the vine. And it turns out that we're able to hold on to Jesus precisely because He's holding on to us. Because of how great and how permanent and how intimate and powerful uh, and eternal His love is. And this is about a profound love and a profound intimacy in a relationship that provides all that we need. And that's why we go back to it. when We just need to know, yet again, of His love. And we need that care. And we need that closeness. And there is this idea of, of being Christ being in us and, and us being in Christ. The point is, you can't get any closer than in, right? It's not alongside, it's not to, it, it's, it's in. And then Jesus goes on further in John chapter 15 to talk about the, the wonder of this love and the source of it and why it is so important 
Jesus talks about the fact that the, the love found in the Trinity between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that, that most perfect, that deepest, most solid, most joyous love that there is, that this has come to us through Christ. And, and God has laid hold of us through Jesus. And, and, and we have Him. And, and the love of the Trinity is given to us. You know, God is love in his essence if you see any love in this fallen world it is solely because we are made in the image of god that is why there is love in the world uh, even though our love is is so incomplete even though our love can be so fickle but god father son and holy spirit have eternally and perfectly loved one another in joyous union and other-centered giving, perfect love. And that, we learn in John chapter 15, is the love that Christ gives us. It is verse 9, as the Father, Jesus speaking, Son of God speaking, as the Father has loved me, just like that. So love I you. Do you get it? Just as the Father has loved the Son, so, verse 9, I have loved you. Now abide in my love. Live in my love. So, we would ask the question, and we like to pose the question, just how much does the Father love the Son? And that's the point, isn't it? Because we can't even describe the depths of the reality of that love as fallen human beings. But that is how much... Jesus loves us. That is the love that lays hold of us. It is as intimate as it is lofty. And, and this love is so beautiful that on the one hand it's described in terms of the perfect love of the Godhead and, and yet it is so close and is ours in our real experience as human beings through union with Christ who connects us to the Trinity by what He has done on Good Friday. And we are called to live in that union, to dwell in the city limits of this love that never goes away to, to live there in this 24-7 love of God that is unique it's what you've been looking for your whole life. This love of the Trinity that's come down to us through Jesus. It's all you need. It's greater than anything that ever threatens you. It's greater than any difficulty. This, these are the reasons, right? Why we go back to John 15 when we, when we are threatened, when we're feeling insecure. Because of His love and His closeness. And this care. But then there's our text. Verses 13 through 15. And I find it so interesting to hear Jesus moving from words and images of this profound love and closeness, shifting now to a different word. Shifting to a word that, at least in, in, in the the sound of our ears is so far beneath 
this kind of love that he has talked about, this high-soaring, deep love of God and intimacy with God through Christ. See, after all of this about I'm in you, you're in me, and the love as the Father's love me, I love you, I'm the vine, you're the branches. After all this, you know where Jesus goes? He says, so we're friends. So we're friends. I, I call you friends. Jesus is saying through the Gospels tonight to you, if you've put your trust in what He's done on the cross, you are my friends. Now, that word in our culture seems a lot less than these other words, doesn't it? I mean, we in our culture call all kinds of people friends, right? I mean, by day one at first grade is everybody in the class has to be your friend. It's compulsory to learn the friend song at, at the first day, so to speak, in first grade. There are hundreds of people, particularly in the South, that we say, yeah, they're friends of mine. They're friends of mine. And so we... we I hear this, and, and, and after all of that, and I hear this, but I want you to know something, that in Jesus' culture, the concept of friendship was not the way I just described it to you. It's so much deeper than ours. Because Jesus was a Hebrew, and when Jesus talked about friendship, uh, we think it was in the upper room, and you'll notice the last verse of chapter 14 says, "...let us arise and go from this place." Scholars debate whether they lingered. It's hard for me not to see this in the upper room, you know, kind of face-to-face and all this intimate talk. And some scholars say, oh, no, they were walking to the Garden of Gethsemane. We don't know. But Jesus is a Hebrew. And his conception of friendship is Hebrew. And in Hebrew, a friend is not just somebody you're acquainted with that, quote, means something to you. You know what the word... Friend means in the Hebrew language. The word for friend is the same word that is translated this way. Secret. Now isn't that interesting? That the word friend and secret, the word secret, are identical in the Old Testament. In fact, um, famously is probably the one we know the best. There's several places like this, but Psalm 25:14. if you learn this in the, the old King James or the new King James, and I learned it this way, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant. Have you ever heard that? The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him and he will show them his covenant. Well, the English Standard Version that I'm preaching out of translates it, The friendship of the Lord is with those who fear Him, and He will show His covenant to them. Here's the point. A friend, in the Hebraic sense of the word, is someone who is very close to you. Might we put it this way in our language? A friend is someone you can tell all your secrets to. Now, that is going to cull down your list of hundreds of people who are your friends (laughs) down to just a very few people. In fact, there are people in this room that will cull that list down to nobody. 
are the people that you can share your secrets with. Those are the people in the Hebraic sense that are your truest friends. So, friend, we go from this high soaring words about being in union with Christ and He in us and us in Him and the vine and the branches and the love of the Trinity that never lets us go. I mean, it's so high soaring, it's so deep in its intimacy. And we move to the word, you are my friends, and we now understand that friend is all about close, intimate relationship. In fact, Jesus is communicating precisely by using the word friend. It doesn't get any closer than this. So, why focus on this passage in John 15 tonight? I mean, after all, it is Good Friday. It is the agony of the cross that brings us all here and to remember His sacrifice for us, to commune with the One who has loved us with that ultimacy of love. Well, in John chapter 15... Jesus had just given them and instituted what we're about to do in a few moments. This is on Thursday. He has just instituted the Lord's Supper depicting His sacrificial death. This is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. In fact, Jesus has just identified in John 15 before our text that one of the people sitting there who's been following Him is going to betray Him and identifies the betrayer. But now he wants them to know that he will always be with them and he will always love them. You see, Jesus didn't just say, look, I'm going to die later. You figure it out. Jesus says, I'm going to depict my death. I'm going to reveal the betrayer, but I want you to know how much I love you and will continue to love you and care for you. I think on Good Friday we need to say in 2014 there is more to salvation than forgiveness. I think we need to say that. I'll tell you what you get in salvation. You get forgiveness. And that is the the idea, of course, that He stands in our place. He takes our sins. Our sins are wiped out by His substitutionary death. The wrath of God is poured out on Him and not us. Yes, we get, sal- we get a forgiveness and, and righteousness from Him. But we get Jesus Himself. And that is what's going on in John 15. I'm depicting my death, but I will continue to love you. Nothing will be closer than me and you. You get relationship. You get Trinity love through salvation. You get closeness. You get a friend in the Hebraic sense like no other. And all of this comes through the cross. In fact, we read in our text, Greater love hath no man than this, than he lay down his life for his friends. Why is Jesus saying that? You know why, right? Because he is about to lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends, he says. If you do what I command you, and the self-sacrifice of Jesus on the cross is how we come into this intimate relationship. And and it, it in turn gives us a love for Jesus and a desire both to live in Him 
and with Him and for Him. Because of this grace in which we now stand and this love in which we now abide or dwell. Jesus, who died for us on the cross, and we will commemorate that depiction yet again in a moment, wants to be the one above everyone else that we will open our hearts to, that we will tell our secrets to, that we will confess our sins to, knowing that we will be loved because of this sacrifice and the removal of the punishment for our sins. Isn't that beautiful? No longer do I call you servants. For the servant doesn't know what's on the mind of the master. Do you get it? Now you understand what it is. It's, it's, this, it's intimacy. It's knowing the secrets, you, you see. No longer do I call you servants. For the servant doesn't know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends and And for all that I have heard from my Father, I have made known to you. And so a friend knows what's on a friend's heart. He says, you are my friend. And not only do we get to pour our hearts out to Him, what Jesus just said is, everything that I have heard from the Father, I told you, friend. I shared it with you. The one who cried out, Elei, Elei, lama sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? In our place on the cross is our friend in the Hebraic sense. The friend that sticks closer than a brother. The friend beyond anything we will ever know. And he is the friend who will never let you down. Never. You know how we know that? Because He laid down His life for us. He gave all. There's nothing else to give. And He reigns. And He is the triumphant Christ who will never let us down. And because of the cross and the empty tomb, Jesus says... Not only do you get a relationship with me, you get all of me 24-7. I and you. You and me. I'm the vine. You are the branches. Live in my love. Dwell in my love. So tonight, as we eat the bread and drink the fruit of the vine, we celebrate the forgiveness and the righteousness given that was won by Jesus for us on the cross. But tonight, with all of that agony before us and our gratitude, we also celebrate the relationship that was won by Jesus for us that is not like any other relationship. And so let us move to the table remembering. Remember, do this in remembrance of me. Remembering his agonizing death. The bread that we break is a communion. It's the communion 
You've heard that of the body of Christ. Remembering His death, communing, participating with the Savior and friend who lives and loves and is here walking amidst the candlesticks of His churches. And I say to you, when we remember and we commune, let's praise Him. Let's thank Him. But I also say to you tonight, tell Him your secrets. He already knows. Confess to Him. And even tonight as we celebrate the grace, once and for all, given for all time at the cross, find restoration and renewal in His love tonight. Let's pray. Oh Lord, what language can we borrow to thank You, dearest friend, this Thy dying sorrow and pity without end. Thank You for the cross. Lord, would You help us now by the power of Your Spirit, through the means of grace, the supper given, to remember and commune and to be strengthened in You. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.